and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. Thank you so much for joining us as usual. So we have a very special episode this week dedicated to Team Hope. So we've teamed up with Team Hope once again this year to help raise much needed funds and awareness for their Christmas shoebox appeal. So Team Hope work with communities to transform children's lives by tackling poverty and inequality through their Christmas shoebox appeal, which is what we're talking about today. They also work on sustainable development projects and they also raise awareness about poverty's causes and impacts in general. So, so far they have almost 10,000 shoeboxes which have been donated, which is absolutely fantastic. So people across Ireland are asking to hashtag team up for team hope and donate a gift-filled shoebox for children affected by poverty for just 20 euro. Like, it's not a lot to ask. Head over to www.teamhope.ie for all the information of how you can get involved. This push for people to get involved for an incredible cause is continuing right up until December 23rd. But there has been an extra special push this past week for the Team Hope Christmas Shoebox Appeal Week. So the message of this whole week has been to work together as safely as possible in order to help others. And I was absolutely delighted to catch up with Irish Women's Hockey International, Elena Tice, who reprises her role as a Team Hope Christmas Shoebox Appeal Ambassador in 2020. So with her Olympic journey postponed, Lena has been working hard with her team to keep their training on track and they've also been rallying around to support each other, which is exactly what we like to see. So I caught up with Lena earlier this week. So Lena Tice, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with us. I can't believe it's been, it actually is mad to think that it's been a year since we chatted about Team Hope last year. So it's great to have you back and it's brilliant that you're an ambassador with them again. And we're going to talk about that. But firstly, I suppose, you know, over the last eight months since the pandemic hit, how how has things been for you? Because obviously, you know, there was there was big Olympic dreams, but now I suppose that was all kind of postponed, right? Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy time for sure. Um, I mean, I think you know, COVID kind of hit us all like a train, and that was that was no different uh, for our squad. And just yeah, I suppose with the Olympics being delayed, and you know, there being a lot of question marks around whether it will go ahead. It looks like it definitely will now. You know, it's, it's been tricky to navigate, and it's been uh, you know a shock to the system. Um, but you know, you just kind of, you just have to get on with it and, and, you know, take, take the hand you're dealt. And I suppose that's what we're doing. So it's brilliant to be where, you know, we're back fully training now. Um, and, you know, just, it's brilliant to be back. And I, I suppose in a way that that time where you're not allowed to play, you know, makes you even more hungry when you do get back onto the pitch. Absolutely. Because I feel like, you know, when when it first hit, like back in March, you know, when the whole country went into the lockdown originally, obviously, you know, this is, this is something that nobody had ever experienced before. And it was really scary for everybody. And of course, you know, sport was one of the industries that just kind of shut down. And it was like, look, we can't even think about this. You know, at the moment, we need to get the health system in order to make sure that we can kind of handle what was coming. But, you know, as we've gone on through the months and and as we've kind of come to now be living alongside this pandemic it's great to see like top tier athletes be, be able to go back and to be able to go back and train because you know what lots of people don't 
understand or realize if they're not, you know, a full-time athlete is that this is as well a lot of people's livelihood and a lot of people's jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you're right, like at the beginning, you know, it was just like, of course, like that the main thing is just that people stay healthy, that the health system, you know, you know, get to handle on this. And, you know, you know, that's all that mattered um, mm-hmm. at the time. So certainly as, as time went on and, you know, cases went down, but it's still our lives had kind of been, a, had been kind of, uh, yeah, just been thrown into a question a little bit in terms of, yeah, our livelihood. And, you know, we're, yeah, we're semi-professional athletes and, and also we've kind of given up years and years to this Olympic dream for yeah. this Olympic dream rather. So, um, yeah, it it has it has been difficult, and it take a long time, um, to get back out there on the field. Um, but yeah, as I said, just like now to be back playing, you're just like it's a, it's it's awesome, it's class, you know. Like, yeah. just so happy to be out there. It definitely puts everything into perspective as well. I suppose like when you were kind of, when everything stopped originally and, you know, when you were forced to to not be able to to train in the usual circumstances, like for you at home, you know, did you keep it up? Were you, were you following along with everybody doing the at-home workouts? Because to be honest with you, I did that for about a week and then I was like, mm, I can't follow yoga instructions anymore <laughs> on on tv it was driving me mad but obviously i think you know i've spoken to a few athletes over the last few months and people handled it differently i think for a lot of people you know it was kind of almost a nice little break to maybe take that pressure off and just realize that everybody was in the same boat it was something that was completely out of anybody's control you know yeah like it, it was really really odd i mean like we went one day from fully preparing for the Olympic Games being what was it like maybe four or five months out from it so being you know really at the peak of our training to the next day just like not having it there not having this goal there like not having to train hard not having any selection pressure like not having to go into training it was just like the most bizarre thing ever and like I think the day it was cancelled, I got up and baked like 10 scones and ate them all <laughs> myself with like extra whipped cream and butter. I was just like, well, like I can, I guess I can do this for a little while. Um, and then when that kind of like settled, you know, like we, we went back pretty quickly on, we had a bit of time off, like completely off. Yeah. And then we went back onto a running program and stuff. Um, but I actually picked up an injury during lockdown just from, from over training overrunning on the roads right. and I picked up a stress fracture in my foot so that set me back again do you know what I mean so um yeah it was it was a funny one I, I didn't really get into the yoga myself I'm not I'm not really mad keen on it but um I did I did definitely go for a few runs with the mother so that was good yeah absolutely and how how is that injury now I mean like here's me moaning about my little yoga sessions but a stress fracture is obviously not ideal when it comes to your sport so like how has the recovery process been yeah I'm I'm fully back now which is which is awesome but it, it took it did, did take me a while so um yeah. I kind of started running again in September having having done it in June um so yeah, just so happy to be back now, and I I thank goodness don't have any 
any issues with it so um yeah I mean it you know could have come at a worse time for sure absolutely and then can I ask Lena as well like so now the things are kind of you know back and the Olympic dream like you know we've spoken about this before I mean I think one of the decisions that you had to make kind of for anybody who, you know, doesn't know about your journey when you were younger was, you know, choosing between two sports that you were incredibly, incredibly shockingly good at, which was cricket and hockey, obviously. And I know that with hockey, there was always that opportunity to potentially one day go to the Olympics. So now being back training, is it all eyes on the prize for you? Yeah, it is, to be honest. Um, And yeah, it isn't like, competition is like even higher in the squad than it was you know before the you know pandemic hit so um that's really cool it's just it's pushing everyone's squad it's just pushing us because like you have to be right there at the top of your game if you're going to try and get picked for this olympics you know like there's just so much competition which is awesome um and so yeah i mean like you know, I, I still want it as badly for sure. But I think, you know, what COVID did do is it, it did change your perspective on things a little bit. Like, mm. you know, if, if I don't, if I don't ever get there, if I don't actually ever go to Olympics, you know, I will be okay. You, you yeah. know, like it will be okay. And there are bigger things in the world. But having said that, like it's all guns blazing and, you know, just giving it everything I've got. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's such an interesting thing that you were talking about there, because in terms of perspective, you know, we're talking about Team Hope and I feel like you're the perfect ambassador for something like this because, you know, a team sport is very, very different to, you know, a solo sport. And I always, you know, especially after everything that happened in 2018 with the entire, you know, Irish country just completely and utterly becoming massive fans of, of the international <laughs> hockey team, you know, I, I feel like it really did kind of ignite that team spirit in the nation and now you know more than ever because of the pandemic looking to the positives of what's come out of that there's definitely that feeling of like we're all in this together that I think is coming out of it so I suppose from your point of view if you can tell us a little bit about you know what team hope means to you and why you feel it's really important to get behind us well to me you know team hope yeah it really is just you know it's a group effort um, by everyone all over Ireland and you know so it's it's such a brilliant thing that people like schools businesses communities can come together can get boxes together obviously it looks a little bit different this year and I'll talk yeah. about that a bit more in a second but you know band together and actually you know help people who are even more in need than we are and provide this wonderful gift at at the most magical time of year for us but you know it's a very difficult time of year for many other people um Mm. so that's what team hope is to me it's just like an incredible act of love that you know we can band together as the irish people and and we can and we can we can give these wonderful gifts um, to people who really need them i think it's it's the important thing as well to remember about that gift that you're giving to people. Because like you said, Christmas is going to be very different this year for a lot of different people. And, you know, people have been really struggling. And I think that when people are struggling, you know, sometimes people forget about 
those who are still very much in need, you know, take away the pandemic, take away what's been happening, which is completely like it's mad to even think about that, to have to take away a global pandemic out of your mind for a second. But there are kids in these countries who are dealing with poverty on a day to day basis. And it's things that we would never wish upon anybody. So it's almost about trying to remind ourselves as well that, yes, like it's going to be very hard for us because a lot of people won't be able to see their loved ones. They, they won't be able to come into the country and all this kind of stuff. But there are also children who on a daily basis, like when you see these videos of these boxes that they get from people, their eyes light up when they get toothbrushes, you know? So it's about that little bit of perspective, I think. And that's why I really love Team Hope as well, because it's only when you see how much this gift means to these kids that you know you're making a massive impact. Yeah, well, I would percent agree. And yeah, it is. It's just so important that I suppose amidst all kind of, you know, at the difficulties that we're facing. And of course, some people are facing far greater difficulties than others within Ireland, you know, amidst all of that, that, you know, we can actually remember that and remind ourselves and be conscious of the fact that actually, yeah, there's, there's far worse conditions out there you know in our world and like you know in countries next to us um and you know we have this brilliant opportunity to to reach out and and help and provide yeah provide this this shoebox to to children who it's it's like really going to be a huge thing for them like I just can't stress that enough like it's like a small deal for us maybe it's a massive deal for them and something that can really be really impactful for them. Absolutely. It really is. And you you mentioned there earlier just how, you know, it's moving online. And this is the first time, obviously, that it's moving online. And the reason for that, of course, is to make sure that everybody is staying safe and doing what we can, you know, in the midst of this pandemic. But can you give people a little bit of an indicator as to how it how it's different this year and, and how it's still, you know, working and how Team Hope are still trying their absolute best to get as much awareness out there as possible? Yes. Yeah, so. Um, the plan is, and you know, it's it's already happening happening now, and we have nearly ten thousand shoe boxes already bought or purchased. That's incredible! I love that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's so cool. And so, what you do basically is you go online and you create a shoe box online. Um, so you choose like what you're going to put in it. So you still have you know that personal element whereby you get to choose what goes in it for you know the specific age range and gender. Um, and then there's also an opportunity for like, you know, children to like download um, the kind of sh- download a thing for the shoebox. They can color it in and then that will be put on the shoebox um, when it's, so it's like you're able to, you know, personalize it. And then what will happen is basically um, it, the, the shoeboxes will be put together and made um, in in the countries that are going to receive them. So they'll use um, local producers and partners across the 13 countries in Eastern Europe and Africa to assemble shoeboxes locally and then distribute them. So it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I think it's awesome that not only are, um, you know, these amazing shoeboxes going to be delivered, but also like we're calling on resources from those countries um, yeah, to, to make them, to create them and then and then give them out. It's so incredible. And it's so easy for people to go on. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to put all the information in the description box below, but www.teamhope.ie. And it's great to see as well. It's great to see a charity adapt, you know, in in this way, because 
you know, like we were mentioning earlier, just because everything that's going on in the world at the moment, these kids still need that help. So it's kind of great to see Team Hope, you know, adapt to the circumstances. And like you said, kind of actually create this new form of, of work for people, you know, locally as well in these countries, which is great. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's, yeah, it's all being, you know, the, the planning that goes in by Team Hope is phenomenal. And the the number of volunteers that put time into making this happen is awesome. And not only that, but like the Irish people, like across the country, people are doing fundraisers, like schools are making an absolute priority. They're doing, you know, non-uniform days to raise money to, to, to make more boxes. Um, I know my, my little cousin who's like, um, 10 and would never speak in front of a crowd ever got up and did a presentation to his school like over Zoom Aww. about the shoebox appeal um, it's just awesome and everyone's getting behind it and like the thing is that every box counts every yeah. box means a child's going to get a gift at Christmas so every single one counts so the more the better Absolutely. So if anybody is listening to this and is about to hop on Netflix for their lunch break or is going to be watching some yoga later on, why don't you take that 20 minutes and go to www.teamhope.ie and, you know, do something that's going to make a massive difference in in a child's life. Lena, thank you so much, as always, for chatting to us and best of luck with everything that's going to be happening in the future. And watch that running on the roads like don't be doing that as much, maybe. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> There'll be no more running on the road from me. Yeah, just, that. yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm not saying you should try yoga, but just maybe stay off the feet for a little while. Uh, but best of luck. <laughs> and, and thank you so much for everything. As always, you're a great ambassador. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Lena Tice there, thank you so much as always for taking the time to talk to us. Like I mentioned earlier, www.teamhope.ie where you can get all the information or you can head over to her.ie, type in Team Hope and you'll get all the information there as well. Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat to you next week.